Hello and welcome to the Startup CEO podcast where women connect on all levels. Nothing will be off limits in this space. This podcast is for the mumpreneurs, the women who want to create complete alignment between themselves and their business. The fierce females who are ready to ditch their nine to five and make their side hustle a thriving income. The soul sister who has the passion but is looking for the strategy. She is you and we are the CEO. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Start Up CEO podcast. I am so excited to be back with you. Firstly, it is 11 11 a.m. and secondly, it is my 25th birthday today. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to record 25 life, life, life lessons after 25 laps around the sun. Now, for everybody, they don't consider that a lot. But for me, I honestly, I really don't resonate with age. I don't know about you guys. I really don't resonate with certain ages. I have always been told two things. Usually when people find out my age, they're like, whoa, you're so young. And then there's other people that I meet and they're like, you're such an old soul. And so I think I get the combination of them both. And so I just don't resonate that deeply with age. But today on my 25th birthday, I am feeling very content. I just had an amazing weekend away with all my friends and family for three days. We went and stayed in a beautiful beachside little town. And it was just, oh, we, oh, it was just honestly perfect. It seriously was perfect. And then today it's Tuesday today, first of December, first day of summer. Um, I'm feeling very content. I took my daughter to school and now I just got home and I have a couple of things to do. And I really wanted to record this today. I didn't plan this, but I just thought what a great way to celebrate. And I just wanted to do the things that I love. So I'm in my pajamas today. I have a hair mask in. I am going to put my Christmas tree up today. I'm going to record this podcast. I'm going to do some study. I just did a massive meditation for like two hours. Um, but I'm going to jump into these lessons and these lessons are, are things that I've discovered over, especially over the last couple of years, um, in my lovely 25 years of life, um, things that I have found significant that I think that you might also take something from as well. So number one, I'm just going to jump straight in, right? Number one, people will judge you regardless of what you do. Holy hell. I feel like I only really learned this in maybe the last six to 12 months. Like I always knew that people say that, but when I really understood it, because from where I was like two, three years ago, 
I was being so judged for the lifestyle that I was living. And then when I became a mom, I was judged for that also. When I was younger and I was a teenager, I was also heavily judged because I was very promiscuous. And now coming, you know, closer to the age of 25, I now run a business. I get judged for that. I get judged for everything I say online, for how I now dress, which is so different to how I dressed a few years ago. So when you can understand that people are going to judge you, regardless of what you do good or bad. And the reason that they are judging you is because everybody has a unique set of values. And of course, you know, we're all unique beings. We've got unique, you know, likes and desires and tastes and all the rest of that. When you're living outside of someone else's values, they are going to judge you because it's outside of their norm, but everyone's norm is so different. And when you can understand that I've I've gone into it in other podcasts about values, but when you can actually understand, Oh, I just am living outside of their values and they don't like me living outside their values. Well, that's really not my responsibility. It allows you to go through life with so much more ease and grace. And then ultimately it just becomes a game between you and you, whether you do or don't do something. So that's number one. Number two, and you're going to, some of these are going to be like, yeah, yeah. But these are things that I have learned and I don't say them. Like there's still things I'm learning. Obviously I'm not saying any of these things in this list, um, that I don't embody in my everyday life, right. That I haven't physically learned and I and have, you know, come full circle with, or, or it's a belief of mine now. Number two, Forgiveness of others will set you free. This is a huge piece. I cannot put a big enough emphasis on forgiveness. I feel like within the personal development realm, manifestation was the first thing that I ever touched it on, like law of attraction. And then two, I was like, why is everyone talking about forgiveness? And it was the longest process and still is the biggest process to date that I've had to work on but by far the most significant that I've found. Number three is forgiveness of yourself is just as important. And I find this interesting because so many of us are so deeply okay with, you know, forgiving other people or we find it okay if you know we eventually forgive you know maybe it's our spouse for cheating maybe it's you know for being fired or maybe it's our parents or whatever it is but then we hold so much resentment towards the things toward ourselves, towards the things that we've done the mistakes that we've made and I think forgiving that is really 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 important number four if you can think it, you can have it. Holy dooly, have I lived this. If you can think it, you can have it. I know this because I literally was waking up this morning and I was writing all the things that I'm grateful for. I was writing, you know, what have I actually done, you know, in, in 25 years? What, who have I become more to the, more to the point? What have I created? What am I leaving behind? And I really got to a place and I don't mean this like, you know, in, in, um, I'm not saying this to like plug myself or anything of the kind, but 
over the last probably three years, I actually realized that everything that I've thought about doing, I have created. I have literally created everything that I thought about doing in, in like under three years. Do you know how crazy that is? And it just goes to show that anything is possible. There is no favoritism because up until, you know, two and a half, three years ago, Oh my God, what I was experiencing in my everyday life was like worlds apart from what I get to experience in this day. Um, so if you can think it, you can have it. I think that too many, too many people put such a big emphasis on things that they don't want and they forget about all the things that they do want, but you're always attracting and manifesting into your reality, whatever you are focusing on more. All right. Number five, question everything. I think that this has become a really big piece of mine, especially probably over like the last three to four months. I've got so many phenomenal people in my life. I really do. And who I hold in such high regard. I have amazing, you know, expanders and I have amazing, you know, influences in my life and mentors and guides and all those, all those wonderful people, even friends and family. But I've learned to actually question everything that everyone says. And I always refer it back to myself. I go, okay, do I actually believe this? What is the benefit of believing this? What is the consequence of taking on this belief and does it sit well with me? And it's okay if it doesn't, because I know for me, you know, I've even given advice where a few years later, I know something so much so different. I then give different advice and I'll own that. I will always own that. But I think it's, we should really question everything that we are told. And if you're someone who, you know, maybe even watches mainstream media, um, question it. And I'm not going to tell you where to go and get other resources because I don't think, you know, Instagram or Facebook is also a very, you know, um, (laughs) credible way of getting your information, but there is definitely platforms out there, um, where it has, you know, both sides to the story. And I think that it's important to question everything. Number six, your intuition is the first nudge and then ego follows. This has been huge for me. And this is something that I try to get anyone who I have an interaction with to know is, you know, I hear so many people and they're like, oh my God, I've got a great idea. I often get it when people want to work with me. I've got this amazing idea. I know my potential. I just have like my, my soul is like calling it. Nothing about it like makes sense. I can't afford it at the moment, but I just know I have a deep sense of knowing that I can make it happen. I'm like, Oh my God, I love hearing this because this was me. And now this is my reality. And you know, I've had other people who I've been inspired by very similar stories, create amazing things. They're like, yes, amazing. I want to do this. Awesome. They're in. And then within like 24 to 48 hours, Oh my God, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm, they just fear and from the ego just overrides them so deeply and they're like, no, won't pick up the phone. I'm out. Get my refund. Like you can actually keep it in some cases. Like I just want out. I can't do this. I'm going to wait. I'm going to think I'm going to wait till next year. I'm going to wait till I'm this age. Like I've heard it all. I have heard it all, right? Your intuition is the first thing that comes and the ego is what follows. And unfortunately I see this play out so much and it's devastating. It's probably one of the hardest things actually for me to witness 
because I see those people in the same position six months after the fact, um, after our conversation, even some a year to 18 months after. And, um, you know, I can only be responsible for myself and share my wisdom. And if they take that on, awesome. If not, you know, their soul mightn't be ready for that lesson, but your intuition is always the first nudge. And then the ego follows right? And the ego will come usually in fear or scarcity or not enoughness or who are you or you can't afford it or whatever it is. Um, but I always say that your intuition is first. And for me, I've, I've learned, it's a practice, right? I have learned to follow my intuition and thank God I have, because it has been the best thing in my life. I've created all my dreams and I'm like sitting here at 25, like, how is this my life. Like, like I, it's so different to how I imagined my life, but so much more wonderful and so much greater than I ever could have planned on paper. Um, and it's, it was from intuitive nudges. So your intuition is first and the ego follows. <laughs> Number seven, pushing your beliefs upon others will never work. <laughs> this is kind of relevant to what I just said before there. But one thing that I found, and you guys might be able to relate to this one, is that when I first started doing, you know, personal development work, I was like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. I'm like, my family, you all should be doing this. Like you're way older than me. Like, come on, get on board with this. And what that does is that forcefulness and that pushiness, pushing actually creates so much resistance and they're kind of like, who are you to tell me how to live? Right. And pushing your beliefs again, because you have a unique set of beliefs and you also have a unique set of values, pushing them onto somebody else will just create resistance and it will not allow it to land. Right. But when we're in a safe container, for instance, um, you know, a coaching client role, or maybe we have mentors, we are more open and susceptible to believing the beliefs that they are sharing with us because we see the evidence within their life of how it works for them. Um, but I think pushing your beliefs upon others will never work. Number eight, it's okay to hurt you know, this is the craziest thing. This actually came to me randomly one, um, one night I, I was just kind of lying in bed. I was about to go to sleep and I actually just had this massive, like, it was like my heart was broken. That's how it felt. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what is this? And I honestly was like, what is this feeling? I thought, it's actually pain. And then my mind was honestly, it was the strangest experience. And then my mind just went, feel that feeling. It's okay to feel that feeling because it's temporary. Just like the gratitude is temporary. The joy is temporary. They're states of being. Nothing is a constant state. The only thing that is constant is change. And it is okay to hurt. And ever since then, I feel like I've found a whole different 
power within myself because whenever I have to have a hard conversation or I've got to, you know, maybe it's break up with somebody, I just go, you know what, this is going to hurt, but it's okay to hurt because that emotion is just energy in motion. And if I'm a human being and I can feel, well, you know what? that's totally fucking normal. And that just shows me that I am exactly that, a human being with access to my feelings, which is actually such a huge gift. Number nine, it's normal for chaos to occur when you're transitioning into a new phase of your life. This is something that I talk about in my manifestation um, course, but this is something that is so important because when people are declaring what they want or they're going after what they want, and I've experienced this on uh, countless times, we want this, we've got our goals, they're all set, da da da, and then we get we forget about the co-creation process with the with the universe, and then we're like, oh my god. Why is like things looking like they're falling apart? Why did I just get let go of that job? Why did my boyfriend just break up with me? Why do I feel like I want to move house when, you know, it doesn't even make sense, all the rest of it, right? What that is, is the universe is actually rearranging things in the order for your highest good, right? we just get so stuck in control with being like, well, I want it to look like this and I want to sell my house for this price on this date. And then I want to finish renovations on the new house by this date. And I want to move in there and it's all going to be perfect. And there's not going to be a single bump in the road. That's just how I want it. And what that does is it puts the universe in a chokehold and it doesn't like being in a chokehold. And what it does is it, when you actually let that chokehold go, it goes, Hey, I've got something far more brilliant than you could even construct in your mind. If you just let me see the process out. And this again comes down to trusting yourself trusting your intuition and having faith in something grander than you, because there there obviously is something far grander than just our physical being here. Right? So it is normal for chaos to occur when you're transitioning into a new phase of life. So remember that if you're feeling like, Oh my God, my shit's all over the place. I don't know what's going on. I thought I was just on track. What the hell? Everything was so great. It is normal. It is rearranging for your highest good. Number 10, manifestation is a real thing. Oh my God. Again, we don't push our beliefs upon everybody, but I'm sharing mine. And that is that manifestation is a real thing, right? If you want to look at my manifestation podcast, um, I think it was like number, ah, number six or maybe number seven or maybe number five. I should really find that out. Um, manifestation is legitimately a real thing. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, it's all about the things that I've manifested, um, the tools that I use. I've got a, um, manifest your dream 2021 course actually coming out, um, which is just freaking epic. 
Um, so if you want to know a little bit more about that, you can find that over on my socials, my website, but manifestation is a real thing. How do I know that? Because I live and breathe it every single day and I use the principles, um, the laws of the universe really every single day of my life to create my dream life, which is what I'm currently living at 25. So it's a real thing. (laughs) Number 11, find what you enjoy doing and make it something you incorporate into your life often. I think that this is so powerful because I really do see so many people cut themselves off from so much amazing stuff because it gets put in like, oh, well, I can't do that for a living. Oh, well, I can't do da-da-da for a living or I can't um, do that every day of my life. I don't have time for that. And my point of view is like you can, one, make money from just about anything. How do I know that? Because I never thought that I'd do what I do and I've seen other people create businesses. I'm like, is that a business? Is that a thing? And other people enjoy it. You don't know until you explore it. Secondly, you don't need to make money from it, but I'm just saying the other thing is that when you are like, I'm going to put that on the back burner, I'm going to put my purpose, my passion on the back burner, and I'll just do it on the weekends. Maybe when there's a long, you know, public holiday, then I'll do it then. I honestly believe that like, you know, whether it's, you know, playing with ceramics or getting in the garden, life is too short not to fulfill that passion every single day of your life, right? We all have the same 24 hours in a day, so no excuses. Find what you enjoy doing and make it something you incorporate into your life often. Number 12, don't wait to be validated. It's not coming. This is so important because I really do see people waiting to get their permission slip from somebody else in order to do the darn thing, right? If you're waiting to be validated, to told that you are, to be told that you're beautiful, to be told that you're enough, to be um, told that you're worthy, who is it that you're expecting to make you feel that way? Who is it? We are all responsible here on this earth for ourselves. We are all responsible here on this earth for ourselves. We cannot wait to be validated by another human being because what if that human being then changes their mind? What if they have an episode where they stop thinking that or feeling that towards you? If your validation is in their hands or their mind, again, that's only based on their values and beliefs, then you're going to be waiting forever. You're never going to be validated to a point um, by somebody else more than what you can validate yourself. So empower yourself. Find ways to empower yourself. Number 13, explore your beliefs. Find out if they are empowering you or disempowering you. I think that this is vital because one thing that I've learned, I've got a very keen interest in in human behavior and psychology. It's something that I study every single day, um, just in my own time so that I can understand how humans work. So I can work obviously more efficiently and have deeper relationships and be a better parent. And one thing that I urge you all to do is, is actually whatever it looks like for you doesn't have to be studying what I study, but explore your beliefs because so often we are actually running on beliefs within our mind or our subconscious mind within our programming, which actually makes up 
95 to 99% of our mind. So we only use one to 5% of our conscious thinking. The rest is just patterns that are locked in, stored in. Um, you know, you don't, you don't think about it when you walk, you don't think about it when you breathe or the fact that your heart is pumping at the exact round of, you know, at the exact right rate that allows your oxygen and blood to flow through your body and the organs and your kidneys and all the rest of that are moving in sync and perfect, right? That's all your subconscious. And so you've got beliefs in there also. And that's why beliefs also put you basically in an emotional state. Um, and what that emotional state does, you then take action from that. Right. So think about the actions that you've been taking and the emotions you've been thinking and explore your beliefs and think, do I enjoy feeling this way all the time or do I want to feel something different? You might be feeling great, but like, can I feel even more joy? Can I feel even more love? Can I feel even more empowered? Um, you always absolutely can. We live in an infinite universe. We live in a world that it's abundant to everybody. Again, there's no favoritism, but explore your beliefs and find out if they are empowering you or disempowering you. Number 15, sometimes what you once wanted can change and that's okay. I think that this is such a big one because, you know, even as at my age, there's definitely things that I once wanted, which now I'm like, wow, really? I like, I don't even, I'm not even phased by that now. And I'll give you like a, a bit of a, um, maybe like a, a shallow kind of e example. Um, something that I once wanted, um, you know, was like, I, I, I was very, maybe like, superficial <laughs> and materialistic at, you know, various points in my life. And what I was going after was probably not in true alignment with my deepest values. Um, you know, the cars that I wanted, the house that I wanted to live in, like what my partner was going to look like, um, the handbags, the clothing that where I would stay on holidays, that is so different now. And that's okay for that to change. It's all, it's also okay. You know, if, if you wanted to be a young mom and then you've gotten to like 20 something, you're like, you know what? I actually don't want to be a young mom anymore. There's like so much more that I want to do before I have children. Or you might be, um, you know, looking at getting married to somebody and like, you know, this is all I once wanted, but now I'm just having the deepest urge that I want to travel around the world. Um, or maybe I want to just explore other things. Like it's okay that sometimes what you once wanted changes. I think that when you take the judgment off yourself, you know, like we grow and evolve, it's normal for us to change what our desires are and our likes are because, we grow up and we have different experiences on that. But I think that that's a really, really cool piece. Sometimes what you once wanted can change and that's okay. Number 16, find great friends to spend your life with. I'm so big on this because I feel like I really do. It took me a long time to establish a great friendship group. 
um, you know, one where my friendship group was actually solid in terms of, um, uh, supportive on, on where I'm wanting to go now in life. I've always had good girlfriends, I will say, but you know, when you're hanging around different crowds, it, it generally attracts different kinds of people. And now I look back and they're not particularly people I would spend time with now, not because they're bad people or I'm a bad person now or a better person or worse, whatever. It's just that for what I want to experience in my life, do they add value to that? No. Do they support what I'm doing? I don't think that they would, or I don't think that they would even know how to, and that's okay. Again, we grow and evolve, but I have found that some of my best freaking moments in my life have been with just a wonderful effing group of girlfriends. And I honestly think that having them to, to, to grow up with one, but just to evolve with is like, it's, it's one of the most fulfilling things. And I think this really came to me after spending the weekend with all my childhood friends, you know, my best friend, we've been friends since we were two, two, that's 23 years we've been friends. And now we have a daughter each. Um, my other friend, we've been friends for over a decade and her son was there as well. So now we get to now watch our kids grow up together. Um, oh, it's, it's just the most, fulfilling feeling, I think, to know that you have solid friends within your friendship group, um, that you can count on anything. You know, one of my beautiful friends, she lives on the Gold Coast. She's got two little girls. I know that I could go and tell her anything and not get an ounce of judgment. And she would come, you know, her, her advice, a lot of the time it's not even advice. She just listens. But even when she does give advice, it's not biased to one thing you know, if I'm doing something shitty in my relationship and I go and I tell her, she's like, you know, have you thought about it from this point of view? And I'm like, damn, <laughs> but that's what you want. You want friends to hold you to a high standard. Um, I think that that's just really, really important. Number 17, get your hands in the dirt and grow something. Wow. 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 I couldn't believe that these words are coming out of my mouth. I have always felt like ever since I've pretty much moved out, lived in apartments. I had one, no, I did have two houses. I had one house when I was pregnant actually. And I thoroughly enjoyed growing the grass there. That was like my thing. I was out there watering at like 40 weeks pregnant. Like it was so hot. Oh my God. It was so hot, but it is so therapeutic. And now, you know, like my partner, he owns his house and it's on five acres. And so we get to, you know, have our hands in the dirt there and actually grow things. And it is so therapeutic and it is so many actually beautiful lessons in growing plants and growing herbs and growing vegetables and, and having the responsibility of like, you've got to water it. That creates discipline. You have to water it. Otherwise it dies. And when you actually get to like pick the fruit from, you know, and reap the reward from literally what you sow, the seeds that you sow, it's really fulfilling to see something grow and evolve and change. And it's, you know, obviously fulfilling to, to receive the reward, which might be the fruit or the herbs or whatever it is. Um, not to mention, you know, where it comes from and also it's in your backyard and you don't need to just have a house to do this. You can have, you know, raised garden beds, you can have pots. Um, I make a point now of having plants as well. Um, but it's, it's, I honestly can't suggest it enough. Get your hands in the dirt and grow something. It's so grounding, so grounding. 
Number 18, swap out the fancy trip away for a camping trip with someone significant once in a while. This again, I'm like, who am I saying all this? This is so funny that I'm even like here now, because for me, I was like, oh, where's the, like the nicest hotels and you know, the fanciest places that I can eat at. And don't get me wrong. I still like that. I'm, I still like that. I have a deep appreciation for great food and, you know, nice accommodation like the most of, like most of us kind of do. But since, you know, connecting with people that I have over the last 12 months and really being pulled outside of my comfort zone, living in a shipping container and sleeping in a swag when we go away, I'm like, wow, this is actually so much fun. Um, you know, just going for a walk in the sand dunes in the afternoon and like, you know, having a drink and watching the sun go down and going for a fish and going kayaking and swimming. Like they're, they're just those simple things that, cost next to nothing. Sometimes camping's even free. Um, that just allow you just to remember what you're doing here on earth, allow you to remember that regardless of how busy life is, it can stop in an instant. And there is so much to be grateful for. Number 19, say what you mean. Don't leave things unsaid. I think that this has been something I've learned. It's definitely something I've had to learn saying what I want to say and not leaving things unsaid because, you know, I'm too embarrassed with what if it doesn't get reciprocated? What if, um, they don't say anything back or whatever it is. And I've always tried to be, make a point of making, you know, hard conversations because when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I would, you know, I, I hated hard conversations. I hate confrontation just like most of us do, but now I'm, I'm fine with it. Kind of running a business that kind of comes with, comes with it. And, you know, even like little things, like I might like have like a little boyfriend when I was younger and I would text them if I was breaking up with them, just little things like that, which I really never liked. If I was seeing a guy, I'd just text, or maybe I would just like, wouldn't say anything. Or even if I did really like him, I still wouldn't say anything. And there's so much that I wish that I just fully expressed because again, you know, what would it matter if it wasn't reciprocated? I know that when, you know, I'd met my partner and we moved in, I kind of just knew. And I basically, I, I, within like three months, I kept feeling the urge to say, I love you. I love you. I love you. Like, you know, when you look at someone, you're just like, I'm scared. It's just going to blurt out. That's what I was really afraid of. And then one day I just was like, we're lying in bed and it was dark. And I was like, I love you. And he was like, Oh, Wow wow. And I was like, yeah, wow. Like he, he didn't say it back for months, months, like six months, not even like a month, like six months. Um, it was really important to him that he really deeply felt it, which, you know, fair call. That also taught me one of the greatest lessons. This also taught me this lesson of saying what you mean. And I really had to come to terms with the fact that does him not saying it back mean that I don't love him? Does it mean that I love any less? Because if you love somebody, it's unconditional. Am I loving on the conditional on the basis that he says it back or that he does everything equal and opposite back, you know? And it really taught me about unconditional love. And I thought that doesn't make mine any less. I, I love because that's 
what I feel. That's what I choose to do. I'm not reliant on somebody else and their feelings and they're not dependent on what I feel. Um, and that was a massive lesson for me. So say what you mean. Um, I didn't lose anything by him not saying it straight away. Um, I wasn't at any kind of loss. I got to learn one of the greatest gifts, which is unconditional love actually. And I still said it over and over and over again. He still never said it until six months later. Um, so say what you mean. Don't leave anything unsaid. Say sorry. If you need to say sorry, swallow your pride, forgive, accept, um, you know, leap forward, say what you mean. Number 20, work on becoming emotionally intelligent. It'll save you lots of arguments. (laughs) This is something where, you know, I feel that I never, it was never my strong suit (laughs) becoming emotionally intelligent. Um, I, I really did feel like I was someone who was quite impulsive, quite reactive, quite, um, like, you know, uh, I just, I would, I was very, you know, if something could happen, for instance, um, uh, maybe someone said something I didn't like, I was very reactive to that rather than having emotional intelligence. And obviously I wasn't aware of things like values. I wasn't aware of human psychology and human behavior and how things play out. But as I've developed more emotional intelligence, I have been able to become far more calm, assertive, which is, you know, even in my um, affirmations every morning that I say, I am calm, assertive. I am emotionally intelligent. I have my emotions under control. I am a master of my emotions. Those are the things that allow me to be the best person that I can be um, and that have definitely saved me a lot of, um, well, now that I've learned it, has saved me a lot of arguments, but it's something that might help you also. 21, read books on what you love. Honestly, I feel like for me, even I wasn't that great of a reader. I felt like I couldn't actually read something. I'd have to scan over it like five, 10 times before it actually sunk in. And it wasn't until I actually started meditating a little bit more and reading what I was actually interested in that I learned to concentrate on something. And I just learned to read books that interest me as opposed to what I feel like I should be reading about. Um, and I find like I, I make time every single day, even though my life is busy a lot of the time, I will always make time to read books on what I love every morning. And I try to do a few pages at night before bed as well. It's really calming also. And obviously allows you to wake up in the morning because the reason I do it first thing in the morning, I make my coffee and I sit down and I read before I journal and all the rest of that is because the 30 minutes before you go to bed and the 30 uh, before you fall asleep, I should say, the 30 minutes after you wake up is when your subconscious mind is most, um, you know, susceptible to things that you actively put in there. And for me, I don't feel like I can really kind of gather my thoughts straight away to be like, I am this, thank you for that gratitude, all the rest of it. And so I read a book, um, you know, on usually on spirituality at the moment, that's like my interest. Um, and I'll read a book on that because I know that my, my unconscious mind is most open and susceptible to um, receiving that and retaining that information when it's more open. So that's why I do it at those times as well. Number 22, take the risk. You'll never know. 
I think that this is vital because so many people that I see, I, I, I mean, again, it's everyone's and they're going to do what their soul is really ready for. But I honestly think that if I didn't jump before I was ready, I would never, ever, ever be here. And everything that I've done to get to this point has required an element of risk. And I think that people get so caught up in having a guaranteed sure thing. Um, they get so fixated on the outcome and they're like, well, I want to earn this. I want to be married here. I want this many children. I want to own a house. I want to own this car. I want to do this as a job. Right. And they never take the risk in actually seeing what it feels like to, to explore the journey of actually getting there, but taking the risk on, on getting those things, like every single thing that we do comes with risk and the bigger the risk the bigger the reward. That's something that I've found. And I know for me, I've taken risks on things and they've looked like they weren't going to, you know, give me a return in money or they looked like they were going to fail or whatever it was. But I have built my mindset up and I urge you to, you know, empower yourself by doing this. Also, I've, I've built my mindset up so that I don't just have failures and I stop. If I go off course or if I lose money or if I do da, 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 then I'll always find a way to be like, how can I learn from this? How can I do things differently next time? How can I take a different approach? You know, if it's a goal I'm after, I honestly think take the risk because you'll never know. Even for me, when I moved down with my partner, um, it was such a risky thing. I was moving in with him after like two weeks of knowing him, moved me and my daughter interstate and everything was like, yes, again, remember intuition is first, ego comes second. And I took the risk and it paid off, but there was no guarantee it was going to work out. And even if it didn't, that, that was fine also, because then I got to learn, I got to love, I got to experience something so beautiful. But I think people are so fixated on failure and success that they forget about all these little things, right? 23, be so kind in every moment that you can. I think that this is beautiful. And one thing that I've really known is like whatever you put out to the universe, you attract back equally. So if you're being a shitty customer to the waitress and you're being so rude, even if it isn't McDonald's or whatever it is, then you can expect that back in your life. If you're being really impatient with the doctor or the nurse who's run off their feet and you're, you're rude to them, you can expect that back. If you are being so kind to the waitress who, who stuffed up your coffee order and you let her know that it's okay because it's just a coffee and you know, you, you leave 50 cents, whatever it is, just as a little extra to say, thank you, that you'll equally be met with that also. Be so kind in every moment that you can, even when someone is acting in a way that is less than desirable or out of alignment of your values, meet that with kindness and gentleness and warmth and just let it pass because you are going to receive back what you put out in every single moment. Yeah. 24, donate something, give something without expectation of something in return. This doesn't have to be physical money. Although there is a lot of, you know, 
places where I feel that money is the thing that, that helps them and that benefits them. But if you don't have money to donate, how about even donating a smile when you walk past somebody in the street? How about donating your time at, you know, maybe it's like a women's refuge or it's a homeless shelter. How about donating just, uh, uh, you know, 15 minutes of your time in the morning to send love out into the world, even five minutes before while your car's warming up donating your your energy to those who may not be in a position to feel amazing things right now. I think that this is so important. I think that we all have something phenomenal to give. And I think that donating something is without the expectation of, you know, coming back is absolutely amazing and we're all capable of it. And last but not least by any means. Number 25, love so deeply and unconditionally regardless of anything. Again, this kind of piggybacks on what I was saying before, but one thing that I have learned is that obviously it's okay to feel hurt. Obviously I have, there's risk in, in everything that we do. There are words that just need to be said that may not be reciprocated back straight away. But when you love so deeply and unconditionally, regardless of how anyone is or how they are being or what you think that they deserve, amazing, amazing, amazing things happen in your life and your internal state because that becomes your internal belief. Your internal state is so fulfilled and therefore in that fulfillingness, if that's even a word, fullness maybe is a better word, you take action from a place that is full of love and deeply abundant and that, again, is only brought back around to you. So love so deeply and unconditionally, regardless of how anybody is acting, regardless of what is going on in the world, regardless of what they say, love so deeply and unconditionally. So I hope that you got something out of those. I definitely have. Even reading them back, I'm like, oh, wow, is that what I've learned in 25 laps around the sun? I'm I'm happy with my lessons. <laughs> I'm happy with where I'm at. I feel so deeply content. And I hope that you enjoyed this. If you did, please leave a review on how you found it. If there was a lesson in there that resonated, please screenshot it and share it onto your socials and make sure you tag me so that I can reshare it. I love finding what it is that you guys love hearing me talk about on this podcast. And, you know, I'm always open to feedback as always. So please um, share it with someone who you feel might benefit from it. Leave a review and I will catch you guys in the next episode episode. Much love. Bye.
Thank <laughs> you.